Hello. How you doing? This is Khalees. And this is Khalees Exists. It's episode 31. This is the 27th of the 1st, 2020. And uh, this is slightly late, partly because I got caught at work, but also I uh, read an article about... It's one of those uh, Guardian How We Made articles, and it was a uh, How We Made article for uh, Eye of the Tiger. And then I just went on a kind of web hole of the band Survivor. <laughs> I was like, oh, what else did they do? Um, so this is late for that reason. Also, I was walking up and down the street outside, practicing my Bogart impression. And I didn't think anyone was around. And I just saw one bloke sort of <laughs> coming up as I was like, you know, just walking in circles, repeating the word Dane. <laughs> so, I was on the tube this morning, right? Trying to get to work, and then the train stops. And they announce that there's been a passenger alarm pulled on one of the trains ahead, right? And it's just interesting to see people's reactions. There was a guy standing right in front of me. And he was at first like, just moaning about it. And they were like, yeah, someone passed out. And then he was like, oh, okay. (laughs) Like, all right, I guess that's all right. I guess that's fine. (laughs) It's horrible though, isn't it? Like people, when you hear like there's been a fatality or something, and you just see all those people like, oh, like, ugh. If there's a life that's been affected right now, it's me, because I'm now 10 minutes late. <laughs> I know what you're saying. Oh, Khalees, as if human beings could be self-centered. You're right. You're right. How could I dare imply that? And then I was in a shop this morning, right? And uh, I was at the counter buying whatever. And there was a woman behind me waiting. And I just heard this. <laughs> And then she ran out the door. (laughs) I don't know if she ran out because she farted. Or, to be honest, and I am an expert on these things now, it sounded like a follow-through. I'm sorry, I know this isn't highbrow information, but uh, I was like, oh. (laughs) Did she suddenly go, oh, no, I need a shit. (laughs) Because I feel her, man. I feel her, you know. I feel people ask me, what have you been up to lately? And the honest answer would be mainly, mainly on the toilet doing number two. <laughs> it seems to be the majority of my life that and working. Um, <laughs> I'll go back to the tube. I noticed there was an advert for Audible, you know, like the uh, it's like Amazon's audiobook uh, website. And uh, it was like a couple of uh, texts and one said something like uh, global warming was invented by China and then another message saying something like we need to build a wall and, uh, and then like um, the only fiction you need audible or something like that right basically saying oh these messages are talking right wing bollocks um, which is cool and all but I never I never trust companies when they try and like take a political side right because you know 
that that poster is just for London. You know they've probably got one in the deep south somewhere in America. It's like completely opposite, right? It's like global warming is a real thing. And then <laughs> and then like we like Mexicans and then uh yeah, just like a saying saying, We're the only fiction here. So yeah, yeah, I just don't trust companies when they try and pretend like they're some sort of woke thing when you're like, No, you just think I'm gonna like that. That's what it is. You think I'm gonna read that and go, this <laughs> text sounds stupid which I did, but you're just doing it because you're just trying to seduce me, aren't you? Right? All those companies that are trying to be woke or literally try and go with any political side, you're just like, yeah, you're just trying to lure me into your van with your bag of jelly babies, aren't you? <laughs> well, going back to my Bogart bit, the reason I was reminded of it, yeah, we're going around circles today, and uh, the reason I was reminded of it, because uh, comedian I know, stand-up, is brilliant, uh, Claire House, I hope I pronounced that right. Um, she does this awesome little uh, kind of parody of, uh, you know, like the 1940s sort of feisty, down, broad, um, noir kind of femme fatale character. And it is awesome. And uh, I think you should all check it out. Um, I've retweeted it on my Twitter, but uh, if you check out at Claire underscore house, H-A-U-S, Apologies if I'm saying it right. Um, the videos on there, she's a really great comic anyway, but also it's just an awesome, like spot on impression. Um, the dialogue, the rhythm, the looks, the lip movements, it's just so fucking good. And as a noir nerd, I really appreciate it. I know I must be tired, right? Because the amount of people go, oh, you look really sad and angry. <laughs> I'm like, oh no, that's just my tired face. Um, I bumped into a friend and so as I was, you know, uh, smoking outside. I oh, know I'm trying to stop. Ugh. I don't like doing it. Anyway, bumped into her. Yeah, and she's like, "Why do you look so sad?" <laughs> I'd be like, "Yeah, that'd be the self hate from the cigarette." And uh, then I bumped into her again at the end of the night. It was quite weird. I was like, "This is like." You only bump into each other this much on a bloody sitcom, right? <laughs> London's a big place, lots of people. But it was cool to see her. And then we got so... We had such a good chat on the tube. I ended up getting off like five stops too late. We reached her stop and I was like, oh, okay. Wait, uh, I missed my stop. And then I got back to go the other end. And then somehow end up in another wrong station. Literally. I think it took me about five attempts. I was just like going round and round on a journey that I've done so many times. And I just, I don't know, lost my head. Just a lost bear going round the tube. There'd be like Yeti style conspiracy theories like, have you seen the Yeti man of North London? Just walks around lurking. Oh no, it's Khalees. <laughs> Talking about Khalees, Khalees, as you say it, right? I'm saying that because Khalees, the singer, right, with an E, I'm an A, two L's, she's E, one L, right? She was on um, that Masked Singer or whatever, where they all dress up as fucking, uh, like they're on a float at Carnival. They've got big lizard heads and stuff, right? And uh, basically, like, they pretend the judges don't know who they are. 
And uh, <laughs> which I don't believe at all. I really don't believe like in the groomer afterwards, like because these are celebrities or whatever, right? So they're going to be in the green room afterwards. They're not going to be walking around dressed as a fucking daisy or a hedgehog, are they? No. So when the like hosts and the panelists are like, oh, who could that be? It's like, you know. I know Khalees isn't sitting in the fucking green room drinking a coffee or dressed as a daisy, right? Don't pretend. And I had mixed feelings, right? On one level, I was annoyed Khalees was on it. Because I want as many people to forget about her as possible so that people stop singing fucking milkshake at me, right? Oh, it's been happening for like 15 years of my life, at least. But then on the other side, because I felt so connected to her for all these years, I also was like, why is Clarice on this? She's better than this. She shouldn't have to be doing this. She's like a professional chef, right? She's like hit albums. She shouldn't have to be up there with fucking Denise Van Outen and that bloke from the darkness. No offence to them. <laughs> yeah. Partly I was like, oh God, please just forget about her. The other side, I felt like a mum. I was like, I was like, she she should be winning this contest. She's the best singer than any of the others, right? She shouldn't be revealed now. She be, should be revealed at the end, right? <laughs> so uh, the charming Prince Andrew is back in the news. Because the FBI want to talk to him. And obviously he's saying no. Um, and it's got nothing to do with the fact they have so much evidence about where he was. And the fact he was definitely at Epstein's place. And they have like the airline logs. They have a photo. Um, the monarchy and all their representatives have all come out saying, Oh no. It's uh, definitely fake. Look at that hand. doesn't seem real at all. Also the height. And I looked at it, right? And I have some knowledge about doctoring stuff because I work in the film TV business where we just create lies for a living. That's what we're doing. <laughs> um, I once had a really pretentious film tutor at college who was like, it's just like lies, 24 frames a second. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, and I looked at it, I was like, no, nah, that looks real. You can tell by, like, the shading and stuff. If it is faked, it's done really well, but it pretty much isn't. And uh, here's the thing, though, right? Even if he is guilty, right, it wouldn't matter. It's a sad thing. There's no way he would go to prison. Um. Yeah, wouldn't matter. He literally could have dressed up as Leatherface, right? chainsawed a bunch of children live on BBC One and still the monarchy would be like, oh, we're not sure. Um, he's not being judged. <laughs> anyway. Hypocrisy with the royal family. Really, Cleese? Who would have thought it? The Labour leadership race is still going on while well, the candidates try and uh, do the I'm more working class than you thing. Uh, that's always the problem with politics, right? It's just the kind of really transparent attempts to seem like normal people. <laughs> I remember back uh, when I was a teenager and uh, it was kind of the thing for politicians to uh, say what their favourite album was and stuff. And uh, you could tell the ones who were faked because it would be like, 
Yeah, I love Dizzy Rascal from John Prescott. <laughs> There's a lot of people who said Dido, and uh, that I believed. And then, uh, you know, I, I'm pretty sure Radiohead lost a lot of fans when David Cameron said he was a fan. <laughs> but yeah, now the Labour are kind of, you know, trying to, are kind of proving how non-working class they are by trying to be working class, right? They're all just like shouting cliches like, well, you know, I drink Bovril about five pints a minute. <laughs> My whole house was running cold. I have a... F- <laughs> I'm just expecting Keir Starmer to walk out dressed as Andy Cap, the cartoon character. <laughs> with a flat cap over his eyes, drinking a pint of bitter and shouting at his wife. Also what annoys me as well, right? All these people on Twitter and everywhere, you get all these um, sort of white upper middle class journalists, right, on the Telegraph and stuff being like, oh, this Labour leader will never bring back the working class vote. It's like, how would you fucking know? It's just this constant patronising of like, all these people in London trying to work out what people in the North want to vote for. Well, maybe actually go there and talk to them. <laughs> so I sat there going like, they're not going to vote for her because she's not a football fan, right? And the Tories are all like, still gloating now because they're like, oh, we won them all, right? We won all their vote. They must love us. And I'm pretty sure they don't, right? Just, yeah, the fucking arrogance of all the Tories now. Oh, and I hate Parliament. I hate it, right? Because it's just a pantomime. It's just like, now it's like a Labour MP will say something, like a genuine question that people want to know, and then the other side will just go, <coughs> well, we want 18 seats, we. It's just like a fucking, it's like two football teams shouting at each other. That's it. Eww. Anyway, it's enough about politics, because... Fuck that shit. <laughs> I mean, last thing I'll say on it, but it says a lot over who runs the country, right? When governments constantly say, oh, we can't tax corporations because they'll leave. And you're like, hmm, I wonder who has the power. Because, <laughs> yeah, saying we can't do that because they might get scared and run away suggests that maybe they're not the ones in control. Anyway, I don't want this to turn to some late-night conspiracy-raving podcast, right? (laughs) I don't want to be that guy going, you know, there's aliens in our shoes. They're coming after all of us. There's little robots in a toothpaste. (laughs) Cornflakes are laced with LSD to control your mind, man. As I'm talking about, politics and all that shit, I'm going to suggest two political films, all right? The Candidate, the 1972 film with Robert Redford, which is a great kind of uh, satire on politics. Um, Yeah, so watch that. And then uh, The Best Man from 1964, written by Gore Vidal, which is kind of ahead of its time film about two rival... Um, presidential candidates with uh, Henry Fonda and Cliff Robertson 
And uh, I mean, it's a mild fantasy because, uh, you know, they suggest that some of the candidates have morals. Um, <laughs> sorry, I'm being really cynical tonight. I don't necessarily all mean this. Uh, it's just what I'm thinking right now. But it will probably change in about five minutes. But uh, yeah, it's basically about how far do you go to win? Do you break your own morals in order to win? It's a really interesting story um, and a great screenplay by Gore Vidal and um, a bit ahead of its time. So they're my recommendations film-wise tonight. Okay, before I go, uh, a good friend asked why I say um, don't let the bastards grind you down at the end of the show, right? Two reasons, right? Because there's a lot of bastards out there, right? And we let them get in our heads, you know? Someone says something to you, someone you don't even know, right? They say something horrible to you, and you listen to it. And you're like, oh, oh God, maybe I'm like this, right? But deal with those people. This is how I describe it. You remember those guys who used to drive around in lorries trying to sell you speakers, right? I haven't seen them for ages. I miss those guys. I don't. But they used to try and sell you speakers on the back of the van. And they'd be like, oh, top of the range, mate. I was meant to drop them off, right? But the guy's not in, so you can just have them. It's like, oh yeah, that's how curries works. Oh, you went in, so we saw them on the street. Curries. <laughs> um, right? But you don't buy it because you don't trust them, right? Because you don't know them. That's how you should act the same way with someone random says something shitty to you. But anyway, the real reason why I have kind of two catchphrases at the end of the show is because... Um, Eventually, I'm going to need a title from my autobiography, right? Michael Caine's got blown the bloody doors off, right? I need, I'm going to need a catchphrase one day to name my autobiography. Of course, also, there's going to be the action figures, T-shirts and the baseball caps. So that's why. <laughs> All right, it's getting late. And I'm very worried that my big, loud, crazy voice is going to uh, wake up or disturb the wonderful people have been kind enough to let me stay with them. So I don't want to do that. So don't let the bastards grind you down and let's do this again sometime.